Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Jay, a little time off for the summer. Key, from what I understand, it was a first-class 50th birthday party because of my detached retina, and sir, I'm not allowed to fly or else I'd have been there, man. So how'd it go? Uh, you hear my voice. <laughs> but no, it was it was fun, man. It was max. It was <laughs> it was a good time. It was a it was a lot of fun, a lot of friendly faces. It just went it went off, right? It was just like crazy, mad. I mean, I started off, you know, we started off the party early. And then all of a sudden, it, you know, we got to about 6.30 and the sun started to settle down because it was 100 and, 105 in the backyard. Mm. And then all of a sudden, that thing just took off, man, and went to a whole nother level about 6.30. It just went crazy, bonkers, everything just, I don't know, I started feeling different, you know. And, <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, think I, it, I think the, 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 the liquor intake started to kick in for everybody, and it was just a good like a real good time. My 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 family did a really good. My wife did a good job putting it together. It was just fun. That look it really good. was. It looks like a looks like a a hot spot right there, man. Everyone's there. How many uh, how many people wound up showing up? I probably would think it was well. The RSVP list had well over three hundred, so it was probably at one time two seventy five at once because some people came early that had other things to do on the weekend. Um. It was just fun though, man. It was, it was fun. And my birthday's not till Friday, and so we gonna run this back. Uh, we gonna run it back on vacation. Your boy Marcellus Wiley. Oh, Marcellus. He was, in, he was in the house. Oh, you know he, if there's a party anywhere L- in Southern LZ California. And LZ was there, and and uh, Clinton LZ. Yates, one of our Clinton Yates who uh, comes on the show quite frequently. Uh, we just, it was just fun though. It was all the way a smash. And my nephew was there. Coach Anthony Lynn, former of the Chargers, now with the San Francisco 49ers, were there. I mean, it was just—it was a bunch of people. Yeah. You, so both some of people our... I didn't Max, some people I didn't even see, and then if I did see them, it was a blur. <laughs> right? It was like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I, hey, right, I'll get back to you. I saw you that know? video of you addressing the crowd. It was—you uh, sounded like you had already had a pretty good time. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because you know Jorge, uh, the producer out here at 17 ESPN. Mm-hmm. His dad was part of the, one of the you know, part of the uh, festivities on the catering side, and his mom. So she told him, "I got out of the pool to go get some food from her." I told her, "Hey, I want the tacos. This is what I want." Blah blah blah. And I never came back to get them because <laughs> <laughs> I got back in the pool, and then I just never—I don't know—I I didn't even eat anything, man. It, it's so weird. All the food was good. Everybody kept talking about it. It's just you're hosting, you're, hosting, you're moving yeah. around, you're 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 being grown, you're having some cocktails, and I think I just I don't know I was just got too consumed with the the fun part of things and just never got to the food. First of all, never got to the food. First of all, you hit you're turning half a century, and obviously from the looks of things and the video in that backyard, all the talent and hard work has paid off. It's all it paid <laughs> off. Look at that backyard. That's <laughs> a backyard enough to hold 300 people. Let's see. The month Key was born in 1972, July, a stamp was eight cents, a gallon of gas, 36 cents, a gallon of milk, a buck 33. A new car was under four G's 
and a new home, on average, under 30 Gs. Notable moments from 1972, Key. The Godfather was released. Not The Godfather 2 or 3 or whatever. The, God, the original Godfather with Brando and Pacino and everybody. Sanford and Son <laughs> debuted on TV. <laughs> First ever episode. And The Rock and Sofia Vergara and... Uh, Sophia Vergara was born in 72. Good for her. And Shaquille O'Neal, all born in 1972, Key. Yeah, our, our guy, uh, Alan Yates, made it out, uh, came to hang out with us, and, and uh, he was having a good old time Imagine. himself. Imagine that, right? It was just <laughs> – but it was fun, though, man. It was, it, was, it was really fun. I didn't get a chance to get around to every single body, mm-hmm. but I got around to most people, I think. It just was – it was weird, man. I – I found myself having to be held up a couple times, leaning on people, kind of. <laughs> you know, it is good when you get to that no, state where it's like no face plants, though. That's Jordan, good. That's good. I but was cool. Where people are like, stomach. "You all right, Key? You all right?" And you're like, "I'm good. I just got to stay like this for a minute, right? For a minute. Yeah, yeah. For a minute, I had to re, I had to re, uh, recover real, real, real quick, and. The the bar though, Max, like the bar was a beautiful bar. The the uh, young lady who put everything together, the party planner, she did an amazing job. But the bar was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you, like imagine you've been to Vegas a million times. Just mm-hmm. take a bar out of Vegas. That's how much alcohol. I was like, oh, there's no way we're ever gonna run through this alcohol. And they ran through it. They, <laughs> well, you had you had Marcellus yeah. there, so he might have thought had about half of it by himself. Yeah, it was it was. Uh, it was fun though. I had a good time, man. It was I, I, look. It was hotter than hell, right? Right. I'm already dark, and the thing just cooked me even more. And I was just like, I wind up taking my shirt off, you know, getting in the pool, messing around in the pool, having some fun in the pool, doing that sort of thing. Had those big old giant swans floating around in the pool. <laughs> how uh, many? Now you got a you got a nice pool, but how many people got in there? A bunch. Man, a bunch. Your you know, a lot producer. of parties, people just stand around. They don't want to get in the yeah, pool. Yeah, but, but what it takes is it takes the host to get in. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Once they see you in the pool, they like, everything is okay. Raj, our former producer, get in the pool? Yeah, Raj, our former producer. He can't wait to take off his shirt, show you that he, he was able, weights. He was able pool. to get in the pool and have some fun. Um, it just was, it was epic, though, man. It was, it was one of those situations like the world... The, the the this is to me the way the world that's should Steve be. That's Steve Mason I'm looking at? Yeah, that's Mason Mason. Steve Mason's there, LZ's there, Jorge's there, All Coach the, Anthony Lynn, Travis Rogers is the there. LA radio crew, the whole LA yeah, the radio whole crew. LA, like, yeah, the yeah, whole LA crew was there. And but what I was gonna say though, Max, in that video that I sent you, that's how the world should be. Right? Like mm-hmm. I like you should be able to just be good with everybody on all social social economic backgrounds. Ah, yeah, the I mean, spectrum. I had, I had them from the rich to the riches, to the poor to the poorest, and I had them. I had them from Jewish to Persian, the black to Hispanic. You just name it. It was a, just a United Nations in my backyard, right in the backyard. It was just, it was wild in terms of the people, and everybody got along, and everybody was having conversations and meeting people and. You know, I, I don't know how many texts I got. I was like, oh, my God, this person was so wonderful, and that person was so wonderful. And that's why I was saying what I said in that video. It's like, you know, if you here, it's because you're here for a reason, because I deal with you. Mm-hmm. You ain't, you know, there's no no madness, no nothing. It's just everybody can be happy and enjoy one another, and nobody's trying to divide each other 
or do none of those sort of things. And it just, you know, it was fun. I think that has something to do with a lot. Like, this is something interesting. Jim Lampley, I, I lost a bet to him because before Obama got elected, he said, you know, Obama's going to get elected. And I thought, I don't know if the country is ready for that. You know, a lot of people have, are set in their ways. And he said, man, the, the, the locker room, the locker room in American sports, I think, has changed culture. And mm-hmm. he was right. You know, those were happier days in terms of in terms of our our social, you know, society and our politics. But but you think that has something to do with it when you talk about the spectrum of people at, at your at, at your party, your 50th birthday party and at beautiful. And that's the way it should be. You think the locker room has something to do with that? I don't necessarily know. You mean the locker room for me? Yeah, no, just generally in American culture, the fact that the locker room brings people together from because it's a meritocracy. Right. Well, it doesn't well, matter what you are. You just if you can play, you can play. I think it's part of that, no question about it. I think it is. is it is somewhere in the fabric. Um, that's but see, that's the, that's how I was always raised because of sports. So I get along with everybody. If I don't get along with you, it's probably because you the one with the problem, not me. Because I get along with literally everybody. Right. You know, and so when I can bring, I feel good about myself when I can bring people together like that. That I mean, like. Some of the people that came to my party I hadn't seen in 15 years. Like, I had a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine that I only have talked to over the phone. But since I left New York, I hadn't had any real uh, interaction with him back when I played for the Jets, other than the phone. He hopped on the plane, landed at noon, went to the party, and jumped on the red eye back home, back to New York. That's That's great. I, I hate to tell you that was my plan, but uh, but uh, couldn't. no, I don't. I don't want your eyeball to be yeah. in your palm. One eye, Kellerman, uh, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel eighty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champion Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunez go head to head as coaches on the historic thirtieth season of the Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN Plus. Sign up now at ESPNPlus.com. All right. So that was Key's 50th birthday party. Happy birthday, Key. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Coming trying up. Another, trying to get another 50 in. Yeah, I'll be there for the 100th. Coming <laughs> up, what does the next step look like for Mac Jones? And you know what's going to be funny at Key's 100th? Same amount of alcohol is going to be there, and it'll all be gone at the end. We'll tell you next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. An in-depth preview of every team in the National Football League. Two teams every day as we storm towards training camp. NFL Two-A-Days continues on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, 
your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Key, but let me get this straight, though. You had this big party, but you're not 50 until this next weekend, right? Well, I'm 50 Friday. Friday, Friday. So yeah, you did it a week Yeah, because we're going out of town. We're going, we're going on vacation with 50 people. and uh, You did that on purpose, 50 people? Yeah, yeah, I did it on purpose. <laughs> so your wife set that up, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're gonna go out of town and, and get some sun and enjoy some some water and chill and you know. And so my actual family and everything. So I'm having like a a dinner party, a white linen dinner dinner party, and um, white linen dinner parties, fifty people. You're gonna have to work for another fifty years to at this, this rate. <laughs> Man, who you telling? <laughs> It's like, hey, I'm not paying for it. No, I am paying for it. Of course, you know, you're paying like, for everything. But it's fun. It's, it's fun. My kids, because the party yesterday was adult. I mean, Saturday was adults only, mm-hmm. and uh, this one gets the kids involved and and that sort of thing. But it's great, man. It's it's always good to see different people and, and Key, enjoy it. Do you remember Y2K? <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so this is – I never really The world got, was going to end. Yeah, I never really got back into shape after this. Now, I didn't think the world was going to end, but I was like, hey, if fit does hit the shan somehow and some of this stuff goes – I'm going to start partying after Thanksgiving. Instead of, <laughs> instead of just New Year's Eve, I'm going to do like six weeks of partying. I still – I don't think I've been in shape since then. Yeah, it was one of those deals where it was like – you can't. You shouldn't fly on this day because yeah. they're not going to be able to do whatever the planes are all going to. It's all crazy. No, I think totally, it's nineteen hundred. Man, I totally remember Y two K. Who start? I wonder how, how it started. Because just some some like a uh, computer nerd was like, actually, the computer is going to think it's it's nineteen hundred, and it's, it was like some Matthew Broderick movie from the eighties or something. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, they might as well have made that. Well, yeah, you know, partying. It, my birthday is, like I said, it's, it's next Friday, but I had to because this was the only weekend. Mm-hmm. And by the, being the only weekend, prior to me leaving, it was just like I got to do it on the weekend before. And it just made all the sense in the world. And, every, and it was All-Star SB, uh, All-Star SB Week, too, yes. here in L.A. Did you so, so now, th- now that that part is over, you look back, you're glad you did it and everything, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it looked like a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm already looking forward to, uh, like I said, my hundredth. <laughs> <laughs> Another fifty. That's all. You already beat the odds, right? You're gonna beat them again. Yeah, so that's the plan. That is certainly the plan. Cause growing up in South Los Angeles, man, it's a lot of a lot of people that didn't get there, didn't yeah. get to fifty. That's some that's some fiftieth birthday party, right? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, we are back in ten seconds from now. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days, the New England Patriots. I look across the AFC East. These rosters are not far behind the New England Patriots anymore. The Bills obviously being better, and I would go as far as saying Miami has a better roster. Last year, they wanted to bring Mac along as a rookie. But this year, I, I just feel like there's been a shift. It's like, Mac, be that leader. I think it's fair to say that the expectation is raised for Mac entering year two, which Bill Belichick always says that's the year players usually make their biggest jumps. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speaker say play ESPN. We pop up. You can download the podcast. You can check us out on ESPN2. Jay with a little time off. Key, so it's two-a-days, and... We're starting with the Patriots. You heard what was said about Mac Jones just now coming in. This is very uh, Parcellian. This is very uh, Johnsonian that you, you, you subscribe to this philosophy. You talk about the progression of a quarterback. So Mac Jones, 68% of his passes, 3,800 yards, 22 touchdowns as a rookie, won a bunch of games. What do you think of his rookie season? What are you expecting from him, or what do you want to see in his sophomore year? Well, I think he played just like a rookie, Max, right? He, he had the training wheels on. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. He didn't screw it up, mm-hmm. but he couldn't win it either. And I think that's okay for a rookie quarterback in his first season in the NFL. You throw for 3,800 yards. You take your team to the playoffs. You dink and dunk. You lollipop your way through and you continue to just learn the speed of the game, and you kind of let the players around you take care of business. And I think when you talk about 68% of the passes, a completion percentage, yeah, he's going to have a high completion percentage rate because most of the stuff is at the line of scrimmage or behind the dang on line of scrimmage. I mean, it wasn't like he was pushing the football down the field. In year two, you take one of those training wheels off, and you let him hobble along, and if you do that, then all of a sudden he becomes a much better player and that 10-7 and seven record goes up or down for you, but he becomes a much better player. He's more comfortable, uh, confident. He has confidence. He's comfortable in the situation. He understands the speed of the game, and he just continues to get better, and that's what I think is going to happen to him is he's just going to get better under this situation. Now, will he ever be better than some of the other guys that were drafted in his class? Who knows, but he's in a perfect situation in a division Buffalo's, you know, controlling, but they're right there behind Buffalo and maybe slightly even with the Miami Dolphins as far as I'm concerned. So we're going to get to Buffalo in a second. Guys, I want to see that graphic. We just saw it on ESPN, too, again, Key. I mean, I I think I know it. Um, I I think I just just saw the three stats I wanted to talk about. But it was yards per attempt. You might be surprised to know that he was 14th in the league. That's solidly middle of the pack in the NFL. Which is surprising to me, Key. I thought it would be lower, but his yards per attempt put him 14th in the NFL. Um, his touchdown to interception ratio was 17th. It's not quite two to one, but 
it's getting there. And his total QBR is just above average. Average QBR is like 50, right? So he's a 50.9. So that's 16th. So he is very middle of the pack as a rookie in those three important categories. And then the most important category, of course, is wins. And his team won a bunch of games, went to the playoffs. Now, we heard also about the roster. On the way in, we heard sound about the roster. Uh, I think that was Marcus Spears saying that, you know, when you look at the roster of the Dolphins, obviously the Bills, it's a better roster. But, Key, I remember a lot of those Belichick teams led by Brady, at least guys like me, maybe you felt differently. But I would look at the roster and go, I don't, it's not like a superstar spectacular. It's good. They have lots of nice pieces. And that's what this team looks like to me again. It looks like a normal Patriots kind of roster. Nothing jumps out at you at receiver where you go, oh, my God, but somehow they get it done. What do you think about the talent on the Patriots roster? I think they're a little bit probably behind Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but in front, it, it, look, I would say they're probably a little bit behind the Jets and Miami. Oh, the Jets too. Well, the Jets are young with a lot of talent. So you think they're the they're the no, but least that doesn't mean but that doesn't but, but see that doesn't mean that the team is better uh-huh. than the New England Patriots. It just means individuals probably have more upside and more right. talent. Their potential, given their, and their age potential and, their, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff, doesn't mean that they're better than them. Right. I still think that New England as a team is probably better than the Jets, and slightly right there. Miami kind of maybe just a little bit up, just a little bit. Not, I, I I don't think that it's a big separation between Miami and New England. Right now, you got to remember this is a new head coach going into Miami. Bill Belichick's been at the New England Patriots since like ninety. What did he get there? Two thousand. Yeah, this is not his first season. No, so it's a little bit different. The edge goes to New England because of the coaching staff. So I, I'm look. I'm thinking about the AFC East. It's interesting because all those years, they were so much better. And you know because you were in that division, because they had a quarterback and no one else did. Like I, I know you got a couple. Of years, like Vinny Testaverde at the age of 100 was the best quarterback you ever played with. But that tells you something about the AFC East. Like if you look at the players over almost 20 years, the quarterbacks that Tom Brady had to go against, it's hilarious. You look at the you look at the AFC. West or the NFC, or like any a lot of divisions right now. I'm trying to think, they the had Bills, better quarterbacks than than Brady ever faced in one division right now. The Bills had the best quarterback. The Bills had is um, Drew Bledsoe, right? That, in the during beginning, that at, during that tenure, the best quarterback was was Bledsoe. The Jets' best quarterback, Vinny, was the, the one. Pennington. Mm, yeah, yeah, but probably Vinny. Miami went through a whole Rolodex full of quarterbacks. Yeah, right. So they had that huge advantage. And my point is, a lot of those rosters, I think you might say the same thing about with those Patriots back then. We're not talking about upside. We're talking about where they are right now. They might have been a little better than the other rosters. But maybe other rosters had more upside, more potential, more youth, whatever it was. But Brady was the difference, and they crushed everybody. Does Mac Jones have to make up for the talent gap between the Patriots and the Bills? Does he have to be that much better than Tua in order for the Patriots to make the playoffs in a division where suddenly, as you said, in terms of just talent, they might be fourth out of four? Yeah, and, but but the thing that New England had back then is, is we talking about Willie McGinnis, okay, borderline-type Hall of Fame guy, Ty Law Hall of Fame defense. guy. You, you, you know, you start, No, but that defense – 
in the early stages of Brady's career, it was all about the defense. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, as Brady got a little bit older, started kind of like a Mac Jones situation, he's going to grow into that role. And as he grows into that role, I'm sure the training wheels will come off. Year one, I'm not asking you to do much. Year two, I need you to take a step. Year three, I need you to start smelling like a Pro Bowl at the door, Pro Bowl type player. And year four, it's all you. Yeah, this is what you're describing. What you're describing is like the platonic ideal of how a quarterback progresses. That's what happened with Josh Allen, who's a more naturally talented guy. But exactly what you just laid out, there's Josh Allen's progression. And the Patriots, obviously, you have to hope that Mac Jones can do the same thing. Here's a guy who the training wheels have been off for a long time. They never really were training wheels, Key. But because uh, you should hear what Tony Romo had to say about Dak Prescott. We're going to get into that a little later. Coming right up, LeBron says teammates don't have that don't have a win or bust mentality. Teammates that don't have that mentality. Was that English? Yeah, kind of. It's, it's Maxlish. <laughs> teammates that don't have a win or bust mentality keep him up at night. Was he talking about someone specifically on this Lakers team? That's next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Warm day. Max got the capris on. Well, now I got it. (laughs) If I have khakis on and I don't roll it up once they bunch up but now when I sit down when I sit down they start to ride up my leg so why don't you just buy something that fits more Keyshawn J. Will and Max next the Keyshawn J. Will and Max podcast this is shocking news actually and it actually is uh, it breaks down along philosophical lines I feel like the world is divided into these two sets of people key did you say that the red lifesavers are the best ones? Yeah. Wait, so when you talk about hard candy, you yeah. like the, the, the berry flavors over the citrus flavors? Over see, like citrus growing up wasn't a citrus flavor, uh, Max. It was green, red, yeah. orange. Yeah, but orange is citrus. Green well, used to be lime. That's citrus. Yeah, but it wasn't. I like the red over those. I, when mm. you said citrus, I'm thinking more like the um, lemon. 
No, the the it's like a mixture. Uh-huh. They they have kind. They have them now. They got mixtures in them. It's, yeah, yeah. They a, have like the tropical blast or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I was <laughs> yeah, thinking that right yeah. there. But no, I didn't. The red was the bomb. See, the everyone. Was the bomb. I, th- I think the world is divided into two types of people. The type of person who likes when it comes to those kind of candies. The berry flavors, which would be like the reds or the purples or whatever, and the type of people who like the citrus flavors, which are like the the yellow, which is sometimes now banana, no, which is I crazy, like or the, the no, green. I didn't like the yellow. I like the mm-hmm. citrus. I like the, the the sour ones. It's just like when you go to the star uh, the Starburst, you grab the yeah. red, the pink. See, and that, then you're the it. berry guy. I'm the yeah, I'm, I'm the, the red. I want the I want the you can keep the orange and the those are the, the ones yellow. I want the orange and the yellows. Ah. Yeah, I, I like the orange myself. See? The world uh. eight eight <laughs> say ESPN. Eight 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 say ESPN. I see I think the world is divided. There there are lots of things you could do that for. Are you a this guy or that guy? Or person or that person? Berry or citrus when it comes to the to the candies. Anyway. <laughs> LeBron James. I don't know what he is. On uninterrupted, talked about the importance of having good culture. On the Lakers, listen to what keeps them up at night. Definitely culture first, and then if you can blend that with the talent and the right pieces, it is literally is the it's the gateway to being successful for a long period of time. But yeah, like the culture is the number one thing. Fair or not fair? Do you love that pressure at this point in your career of like win or bust? I don't care about scoring title. I don't care about anything. It's win or bust. You think? Do you like that? Pressure? Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. With win or bust. And what, all, what, what, what makes me have sleepless nights is when you don't have everyone that feels the same way in your, on your club. Key, you heard what he just said. Is he talking about anyone in particular there, do you think? You know, I really don't, Max. I don't really think he's taking any shots at anybody, the Anthony Davises of the world or, or, or Westbrook or anything like that. Remember, he went to get those two guys. And he knows them personally. But I just think what we tend to do is we hold on to every little word that somebody says and we run it until the the cows come home. Thank God, because I couldn't make a living if we didn't do that. Well, I mean, it's not it's not all true, though, just because he said that he everybody on his team needs to follow what he's thinking, how he prepares and the way that his mind works doesn't mean that he's talking to his current teammates. He may just be saying he can't be teammates with people that don't have the same mindset as him. It keeps him up at night. Let me tell you and why I would, my mind I would say, Westbrook, Keith. And, and I would say, as a player, I felt the same way. Like, mm-hmm. if I, you know, if I felt like somebody wasn't giving their all, or whatever the case is, that's why we lost the game, or that's why we struggled in the game, it would keep me up at night. Because sure. I know I what the hell I'm doing. Right. I imagine if you're a talented player, you were the first overall pick in the draft, and you're a worker, then you're not going to want to be around people who aren't working at least as hard as you, who have the talent to work less if you wanted to, right? So, yeah. I, and, so I get that, and especially if you're team-oriented. You're willing to sacrifice personal stats and stuff like that in the service of winning. You're good. At, so let me tell you why my mind, and I, I imagine a lot of people's minds go to Westbrook, okay? Um, LeBron threw in – you know, threw his support behind the trade for Westbrook, which is why that happened, right? They didn't go get Buddy Heald and shooters and surround them with certain pieces. He was thinking reportedly at the time, I need someone to carry the load if I miss time, AD misses time, went out and got Westbrook. 
Now, it was a disaster. For the same, for the exact reasons all the basketball people were like, this ain't going to work. And people like me were like, eh, at the deadline, they'll get some 3 and D guys or at least some shooters. They'll be fine. Westbrook's really good, you know, whatever you want to say about his shot. It didn't work. It was a disaster. Now, last week or, yeah, it was last week it was reported that Westbrook and his agent split. And when you look at the quotes from the agent, it, it, they said, was it last week or maybe over the weekend? It was the, the following was, I'm paraphrasing, was, was stated more or less. That the agent's claim was, look, I didn't think a trade from the Lakers is good for Westbrook. I think he should get behind Coach Darvin Ham, like what he's saying, how he wants to use him and all that, embrace that, um, and, and do that because, and here was the agent's reasoning, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, Key. Um, every time he's been traded in his career, the team that has gotten him has given up a boatload to get him. This time... Everyone's saying they're going to have to attach value to the trade, like a draft pick, in order to trade him. It would be the first time where he's seen as having negative value instead of a lot of positive value. His agent didn't want that for him. He's, I don't think that's good for him. You should play with the Lakers. Show them what you are and all that. And anyway, that was what was stated, and then they split. So that leads, you know, if you, you can infer from that, oh, wait, maybe Westbrook wants out. And now LeBron is responding to that. You tell me why I'm wrong about that. Well, it's not necessarily you wrong about it at all. Thaddeus is his name. Thaddeus. Um, mm-hmm. Is, is, is uh, Westbrook's old agent's name. But when your agent steps out and tells people why you speak. Foucher. That's Thad the, Foucher. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. It, that, that is for his own protection. His own protection. He wants to get out in front of it because he just was fired. Mm-hmm. And you're fired by a superstar in the NBA. And so I think you want to fi- figure out how to protect your name and image as much as you can. So now you put everything on Westbrook in the end who already has, you know, uh, uh, some issues with the Lakers or whatever the case may be. So now you're looking at – people are looking at that differently now than they were before. Like, oh, okay, so he he wants to, to get out of here and go somewhere else. His agent tried to get him to stay with the Lakers and get the Lakers an opportunity and a chance. And that's why we have what we have. And I don't think LeBron was talking about Westbrook. And I know last week there's the two shot. One guy's on one end of the court, another guy's on the yeah. other end of the court. They haven't talked to each other, blah, 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 blah. But as far as we know, they've been talking to each other the entire time, walking through the tunnel, having dinner with each other in Vegas. We don't know that. But, Key, it might be. But here's what's interesting. A lot of the time, something like this will happen, and a former athlete will say exactly what you're saying, right? Because, like, you've been through it, and you know a lot of times it's just smoke. There's, no, there's actually no fire. But then a lot of times we hear from former athletes, like, like you on, on a show like this, about that because that's been your experience. Nah, and then we find out later, actually, yeah, there was stuff going on. It just seems odd to me that, they, that they're on opposite ends, that they don't communicate at least publicly, that LeBron just comes out and says this, that Westbrook splits with his agent last week. It's just, it's just a lot. I don't know if it's a Matt, ton of Matt. smoke in each place, but there's a little smoke in each place, you know? Do, do, do you think I like you? Yeah. You think I, like, I generally like you, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I like you. I, I have no, no, no ill will towards you at all, right? Right. Okay, so you went to a UFC match, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I was there, too. Yep. Two hosts of a show. Yep. I didn't see you. No, but we texted and communicated. Yeah, and all that. we did. Yeah, but 
if the general public sees us and I'm sitting on one ringside and you're sitting on another, how come we're not sitting together? No Why doubt. aren't they talking? But if that's I heard all that, I'm saying. But if but I that's heard, all I'm saying. No, no question. But if I heard speculation in the media, oh, Max and Key, da 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 I come out and be like, immediately, I would just, I'd be like, no, no, we were there. We were texted and all that. We just didn't, you know, different, different sides of the, of the ring and all of the octagon. But see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. And, and, and I've heard and I've seen Max and Key, don't get along. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. I don't need to give them the satisfaction of answering stupidity yeah. Yeah. because they because, don't know. Because sometimes you're right. Sometimes it does work like that. But there are other times where it doesn't, you know, like where we find out everyone's kind of downplaying it. And then after the fact, like, yeah, there was it doesn't have to be that they're at each other's throats. But it's like, yeah, but this isn't but this isn't Westbrook and uh, almost called Kevin Garnett, uh, Kevin Durant. This isn't OKC. This isn't that situation. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm not. And where it was kind of obvious, right? But even then, there was a lot of denial back then. By the way, people want to weigh in. They want to weigh in on this show. 888-STATE-ESPN, 729-3776. They want to weigh in on Lakers culture? We'll find out. Adam in Milwaukee. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good morning. What's happening? I'm with Keyshawn. I I love all the red ones. Hmm, Uh, See? Starburst. Mm -hmm. uh, Jolly Ranchers. (laughs) Whatever it is, I just pick all the red ones out and leave the rest of them in there. See, I know a lot of people, I'm saying the world is divided along those lines. I far prefer the citrus ones. Far prefer. So if I had, like, Sour Patch Kids, though, Max, I'm eating the red ones. I'm not eating the yellow ones or the green ones. Leave them for me, please. Yeah, I'm going to leave them. All that, when I get a Starburst, I take open up the pack. I take the pink, the red, the other yellow, and whatever other orange. I keep going. I move that. Go back to the pink, the red, the pink, the red. It's like going to it's like going to a club, and you're with your best friend. And let's just say you like different things, right? That's perfect. That's your perfect person to go to a club with. He likes one thing, you like another. Perfect. No competition. It it it, it works out perfectly. That's how it is with with the world. It's divided with with those kind of candies. And I what see the thing I don't I don't love about the red and the pink and the purple those kind. They don't taste anything like the fruit that they're supposed to taste like. They say this one's cherry or this one's strawberry. Or this one it doesn't taste like a strawberry. It just Here's tastes one. red. Here's one for you. If I got M and M's, yeah, I'm not taking the chocolate M and M. Those all taste the same. No, not to me. It, it the M and M's taste different. You're yeah, claiming M and M's taste it, different. It's something in my mind where uh, I'll take the yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other? What's the other color? Green. Yeah. I'll do all the colors, but I will not do the chocolate, the brown one. I, I you're just an M and M racist. This is outrageous. <laughs> Vern in Chicago, you're on with Keyshawn like, and Max. KJM. What's up, fellas? Max, you my guy. But right now, I'm trying to figure out what planet you on right now with that comment because you said there's two groups of people, but there's only a few groups of people, and you the one or two that actually like the citrus over the the red. If you gave me that red, I figured you was just being – if you didn't give me the red, I thought you was being greedy and you was hogging them when I was little. Ain't no way. They even sell the reds individually. You know that, right? I do. I'm not claiming they're not more That's popular. what I'm trying to tell you, I'm, though, man. Look. Look, I'll give you another thing that the world is divided. Mayonnaise, right? Most people love mayo, but there are there's a large group. It's a minority, but it's a large group of people who hate mayo. I'm in that group. 
hate mayo. And what, what drives me crazy is if I order a sandwich or something, key my whole life like this, they automatically put mayo on, and I'll be like, no, no mayo. They look at me like they've never heard that before. But I know that's a lie because there's so many people like me, even if we're a minority, they have to hear that from a million people. What is in it for the mayo people that they have to pretend that everyone likes mayo? That's like how I feel about this red thing yeah. with the citrus flavors, with the Starburst and the Lifesavers, the Jolly Ranchers. I know more people like the reds see, than don't. See, the but Jolly you had to Ranchers. run into some of us, though, who like so the I had So I had the um, Jolly Ranchers at my party. Yeah. You know, because when yeah, I don't want yeah. gum, no gum, I want gum because yeah, right. it's field turf in the back. And By the way, like Vegas, people. like the casinos, they don't sell gum for that no, reason. No, we yeah. don't want gum. So I had the Jolly Ranchers because I did these porta potties or whatnot for people to use the restroom, and we put the Jolly Ranchers in there. Now, when I opened up the big bag of Jolly Ranchers, I grabbed the, the, the apple, mm-hmm. okay, I grabbed my green, and I grabbed my watermelon. The rest of them, you can keep the grape, you can keep all that. Yeah, I like I the watermelons, the too. The cherry, you can and keep that, too. Now, the apple, was if, if it's sour cherry or sour apple all day, but I need that sour taste in those candies, man. It was just too sweet. Tim in Rochester wants to weigh in on this, Key. Hey, what's up, Matt? What's going on? What's happening? Hey, not much. I gotta, I gotta agree with Keyshawn, Max. I mean, he's my boy, Max, but I don't know, man. A lot of people don't like them yellows, man. I take all the yellows out. Get those to the kids, man. I gotta keep the red. You don't like lemons? Facts, man. I don't know. Nobody likes that yellow, Max. I love them. I love the yellow ones. I like the green ones more if they're lime. Nobody likes yellow except for Max. I do. Good. That's like literally, literally. Yeah. Even if my kids go through the bag, the yellows are still there. Right. Like, they're there. They won't touch them. You know what is funny? It's like uh, if, you, if you cook a steak, right? Like, my kids don't like the fatty part. I love the fatty part. I love it. So, I, so good. Better for me. I like the stuff that other people don't like. <laughs> B in Brooklyn. Not a single person is with me on the citrus. B in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah I agree with um, Keyshawn. See, I, look at this. The pink. <laughs> Always the pink, man. Is, gotta go with the pink. Is there anyone in the situation yeah, with the Westbrook oh, and, sports, and um sports and LeBron? You know, hey, listen, if you hang out with four book people, you know what it's gonna be? Hmm. Gonna soon to be five. And if they ain't got the same attitude as he got, that's what's gonna happen. So that's my that's it right there. That's how I feel about it, baby. Key, that's good. Key, speaking of Westbrook, because not a single person, if there's anyone out there who prefers the citrus candies to the to the red candies to the berry flavors, eight eight eight. Say ESPN, 729-3776. So far, took, took a bunch of calls. Not a single person is with me on that. I still claim that we are a silent minority. All right. Um, Key, what, the thing about Westbrook that's most surprising to me in his time in L.A., whatever the deficiencies in his game in terms of the complimentary piece to LeBron and A.D., L.A., some people are built for L.A. And, and when I say L.A., I mean the Lakers. Let's get real. Some people are built for that. Other people are not. I always assumed that Westbrook was built for the Lakers, was built for L.A., had that kind of personality. And, he, and I think he is, Max. He just got here. He was only been here for one season, mm-hmm. and it just didn't go well. Doesn't no shooters. That, yeah. It doesn't mean that they don't – it doesn't mean if they run it back that it won't all of a sudden change. And I know a lot of basketball experts and basketball people think he's washed and he's done and this, that, and the other. You don't know that. Yeah, I don't think he is – I wouldn't say washed. It's just – and you're right. There are no shooters on the team. Every year he's with another team. But what I noticed about Westbrook, and I predicted this before the season started, it was his fourth season, fourth team. 
And every year before that, first half, he was terrible. He's washed. He can't do it anymore. Blah, blah. Second half, oh, my God, he's an MVP. I was waiting for that to happen. Where's, where's second half Westbrook? He never showed up. To me, he never showed up. In certain games that LeBron and, and AD were not in, he played well. Yeah, he did. He, he played well. And so that's his style. But that's also on the Lakers to understand who he is as a player. They got they need to understand who he is as a player. And I think that's what Donovan Ham, the new head coach, came in and said. One of the things is he's going to try to get him to buy in to the situation and how they want to play him. And that's all you really need. And I think people want to always say, well, Westbrook ain't going to never change, ain't going to never change, ain't going to never change, going to always be the same. Well, he only has always been the same because people have allowed him to be that way. They've allowed him to be that way. They didn't try to change it. Mm-hmm. And I think now the Lakers, if, the, if he stays with the Lakers, they're going to try and change it. You know, the, it's funny when you think about how to best use Westbrook. You hear point centers, you know, the bigs, but you throw it into the paint, especially in the old days, and then they could set up the offense. They pass it back out or they score. The Westbrook is sort of like that but wrapped up in a smaller package. He, he is best used in an offense. You have to think of him almost like a five, not a one, in that he's, he's going he's gonna to get to the paint and then distribute or score, right? He, it's a paint presence, but he just, he's just not going to post up because he's little. But that's how, he's got to have the ball in his hands. You've got to let him do that. And in order for that to work, you need shooters. That, I don't see that on the Lakers. Tim in Minnesota has something to say, uh, Key. Tim? All right, yep. Tim, Tim, you got to turn the radio off to hear me, Tim. Turn it down. Oh. Uh, right. See how I can hear myself in the background? Got to turn it down. Well, yeah. T- yeah. Tim, well, Tim's figuring that out. Was Brandon Tim, in Arkansas. Tim party? No, Tim. Tim Max, what up? What up? Brandon? So, yes, sir, I got a buddy. Okay. He's on your side. Right. He buys a bag of Skittles, mm-hmm. picks out all the green and yellows, and I get the rest, man. It's like going to the club with your buddy who likes opposite things. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I'm not on. I'm not with you on the green and yellows now. Come on. But but that's but, okay. Uh, but yeah. you and me can go to the club together because I'm looking for the green and yellows, and you want the reds. Let's go. Let's get them. See what I mean? Okay, it works Man, out. That way. You can keep them, Max. Jason in Ohio has something to say about this. Jason, you have 20 seconds. Morning, guys. Hey, I'm with Key, man. If, if there's like a yellow, I don't care if it's jelly beans or whatever it is. If I'm down the road and I'm eating those things. If I pull a yellow out, I'm throwing it out the window. Only when I'm it's just banana. telling you. When it's a yellow, like a banana flavor, because I'm expecting citrus. But if I get a good sour yellow one, that's perfect. All right, listen, I'm, I'm practically on an island over here. It's okay. I'm comfortable on the Yeah, island. I think you got smashed about 12 to 1 12 right here, Max. Uh, not even one. Not even one. It was zero. Coming up, one NBA star told his GM to go out and get players that he needed, and then give him whatever's left over in terms of the money. We'll tell you about that next. KJM on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.